and welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm Sarah Sprickfeiner, Senior Reporter for Glossy Pop, and your host for today's episode, featuring founder of Procti Beauty, Pritika Swarup, who built a large following thanks to her successful career as a model. Pritika, a graduate of Columbia Business School, founded Procti in 2021, designing the brand to blend Ayurvedic tradition with modern skincare ingredients. It initially soft-launched with one product, an exfoliating powder. Today, the brand has six products, and while still direct-to-consumer, is eyeing expanding into retail next year. On this episode, Pritika discusses balancing modeling and brand building, introducing the U.S. consumer to Ayurvedic ingredients, and Procti's give-back work with Operation Smile, for which she is a global ambassador. Here's my chat with Pritika. Hi, Britica. Thank you so much for being on the Glossy Beauty Podcast today. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm so excited to chat today. So you have a skincare brand called Procti, and it's a couple years old. I remember meeting with you sort of peak pandemic, but remind me the exact launch date. So we did our soft launch back in September 2021 with our first product, our hero product, Pretty Polish, and we officially launched May 2022. So that beginning period was really great for us because when we put the product out, we really wanted to kind of absorb all the learnings and um, better position for when we were launching our next few products. So we had kind of a cadence and then the first three products, our first line launched in May. Amazing. Okay. I want to come back to that. But before we dive into the brand, you have an incredible background. You've modeled. You're a graduate of Columbia. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you even got to, you know, where you are today to start a beauty brand. I love this question because I feel like it's just such a non-traditional path. So I grew up in Virginia and I was scouted when I was 17, when I was 16, about to turn 17. So that's what kind of got me into this modeling fashion world. And I moved here after my junior year of high school and finished my senior year here. It took a couple years between that and college just to really build my career and understand like where my place was in this industry that really was so foreign to me. You know, no one tells you exactly what you're getting into. And then no one really tells you, um, you know, what you're going to get out of it and how it's going to work for you. So that was kind of the beginning of of just how everything started. And, um, you know, my, my family were from India. My mom came here when she was 24, when she married my father. And um, I grew up just like with a super loving, amazing family. Everyone is a doctor. Um, my mom's an Ayurvedic doctor. My dad's an eye surgeon. So, you know, education was always very important. So, I kind of made a deal with them when I was moving up here to pursue a completely different career path. I was like, I will definitely go to school. You know, I went to Columbia. I studied financial economics. And that was still very different for everyone, too. I mean, it's still interesting talking to my grandparents and and telling them exactly what I do just across the different areas. Um, But, yeah, I, I started up at Columbia I was building my career and, you know, trying to figure out how I could combine all of my experiences. I'm also a global ambassador for Operation Smile, so I do a lot of work with them. I'm traveling and visiting mission sites and, um, you know, learning about the experiences of the patients we work with. So all these things were happening at once. And I thought that when I was building Procthese, I was finishing school. And it was also the pandemic, and so a lot of it was online, and I was trying to um, really just focus and 
felt like I would leave my modeling career behind because I wanted to be taken seriously as a founder, as an entrepreneur. And sometimes those things don't exactly go hand in hand. So I, um, and I imagined that I would leave everything behind. And then what started to become very interesting is that I realized how everything was so connected and how my career was really helping the brand. Before we even launched, we had a tremendous amount of press and people were wondering, you know, what we're doing, what we're coming out with and, you know, how this concept started. And so it was very cool to to be able to kind of combine all the experiences with the launch of Procti. So just taking it back a little bit too, because you know, I, as you know, I, we've spoken about how I just grew up practicing all these amazing rituals and remedies. And I knew that there really weren't like Ayurvedic products out in the market. You know, it was very much like handmade in the kitchen and just fun rituals I could experience with my mom. Um, and just coming here and understanding when I was working with different companies, just that there were no Indian inspired beauty brands. And we have such a rich, beautiful culture and there's so many amazing beauty secrets and, you know, this amazing holistic wellness system that just really wasn't accessible to all women. And so that led me on a journey of discovery and research. So I I went to India and started there and held focus groups in tier one and tier two cities and really wanted to talk to women about their beauty ideals, their desires, their pain points. And um and then also we did focus groups here in New York and Virginia and Florida and just really trying to get like, what was the disconnect? Why hasn't there been an Indian inspired beauty brand to reach global scale and connect with a wider audience and a younger audience? Because um, the system is a bit um, complicated. It can seem very complicated. It can seem traditional. And I just wanted to kind of reframe how that was perceived and how women could incorporate these amazing ingredients, these rituals um, and holistic wellness into their everyday lives and, and just make it an easy like experience you look forward to. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, obviously, I would imagine that that would be a very different focus group in India than in the States where, you know, people are already familiar with Ayurveda. What, what was the impetus to do them in both countries? Well, I think when I was first first coming up with the concept and thinking about where we would launch, I mean, you know, Prakti is based on this hybrid concept. So it's the cultural richness and spirituality of India with contemporary energies and technologies. And so there's always this tradition and technology, East meets West. I mean, it's translated through the entire brand from the product names to the formulas. And I think that when I was talking when I was talking about like where we wanted to launch, I mean, I, I was thinking very big and I was like, oh, we're going to do a, you know, a dual launch in India and in the U.S. Obviously that didn't happen because we decided we needed to focus on the U.S. market before having any geographic expansion. But um, that's kind of where we started because we, I also wanted to, you know, really understand everything I needed to know. And um, my partner, Dariush, I took her to India with me for a few weeks and and um, she worked at Estee Lauder for almost 40 years. So she had an interest in India and, um, you know, a good understanding. But I was like, no, you really need to go and experience and talk to these women and, and um, you know, see how they view beauty. Because the Eastern view of beauty is so different than the Western view. And yeah, how would you describe that? How would you describe that difference? 
Well, I feel that, you know, in the East, beauty is looked in a looked at in a more holistic way. So um, it's like beauty from within. Like my first memory of beauty is my mom telling me like, you know, beauty comes from within. It's how you're feeling. It's what you're putting out in the world. And you can only be your best if, if you're feeling your best. And, you know, that goes hand in hand with like looking your best and that inner glow, as they say. So um, in the West, I think that a lot of beauty products and companies are really focusing on um, treating like the physical concerns like hyperpigmentation and acne and, um, you know, discoloration. And I think that that's wonderful. But I think that all of that needs to be addressed. But there's also so much more to, to focus on as far as like inner beauty and overall wellness and um, just really getting to the place where you are feeling your best, you're operating your best. Um, and these products that I created really address all of those needs. Amazing. I, you mentioned, you know, deciding to launch with just one product and sort of learn from that. Tell me about that decision and experience. Yeah, so we decided to launch with our Instant Glow Exfoliator Pretty Polish. It's now won many awards and it's really become um, what we're known for. And I wanted to launch with an Instant Glow Exfoliator because like every, from all the focus groups in the U.S. and in India, the number one desire was having glowing skin. And of course, I, I mean, I can relate to that. I think we all want glowy, bright skin. And so with Pretty Polish, we wanted to find a way to really tell the, the product and the brand story. So this hybrid concept. So we decided we wanted to launch with a, like a dual powered physical and chemical exfoliator. So rice is a staple in Indian culture. And I, I actually would do a lot of these rice scrubs with my mom growing up, like, you know, body scrubs, face scrubs. Um, but I wanted to make it really, really fine, fine grain so that it could be used in the most sensitive skins. And I think that, you know, with the, the dual powered idea, it's like we wanted the tradition and the technology. So we wanted the physical sativa rice powder. And then we also wanted the pomegranate enzyme. We wanted um, these unique Ayurvedic ingredients like rose damascena oil and vetiver root and um, really for it to feel like such a fun experience. And that's kind of where this color transformation came in. So, you know, we wanted it to be uh, just fun and a surprise and um, very much unexpected when you think about Ayurveda, like traditional Ayurveda. And we also knew we wanted to be able to speak to the broader audience and capture a younger demographic in addition to, um, you know, between 30 and 50. So we wanted it to be like fun. And I think that was why all of these different elements came together. And, um, and then also the packaging, our signature jar. So, you know, it's, I actually have it here, our signature jar. So we spent a lot of time because we wanted someone to look at this jar and know that it's Prakti and it's really what we're identified um, with nowadays. And so it's just a really, it was a really hard experience. I think that when you're starting a brand, you don't know every single thing that, um, that, you know, takes all the time and, and all, and all the process. And, um, yeah, it was definitely a hard process, but I, I love that we launched with this product first. I mean, yeah. And it, you've launched a couple since then, I, three, four more, you tell me. Now we have six products. Six products. Okay, so five more. Mm -hmm. And you're still primarily direct-to-consumer, correct? 
Yes. So we're actually looking to go into retail next year, but yeah, we're, we're D to C. And so that really helped us because we just wanted to focus on, you know, honing in on our messaging and building our community. And there are so many things I think you need to have figured out before you start partnering up with, with various retailers and, and knowing who you are first, right? Totally. I mean, okay. You have a million followers on Instagram and I'm <laughs> sure many more on other platforms as well. Um, is Instagram the primary platform you use? Yes. So for, yeah, my personal Instagram and then the brand Instagram, we also have TikTok. I'm not the most consistent on t- on my personal TikTok, but um, the brand has a great TikTok that's been growing really quickly. We launched it in January of this year. So still new, but it's an incredible platform and there's so much to learn. And especially when it comes to education, I think TikTok is is almost like a, a search you know, it's a search platform. It's like if you're looking up how to meditate or, you know, how to achieve, um, I don't know, how to achieve like even skin. Like it's, it's so wonderful. And I would imagine that, you know, many of these million followers that you have on your personal account have followed you over to the brand. What has that sort of process been like of wanting to, you know, engage your existing followers with the brand and sort of welcome them into this like, new world? Um, have they been sort of amenable to that? What has that been like? Yeah, so I have a really loyal following and I try to be, you know, as open and as um, transparent about even the brand building process. And I think that took me a second to get comfortable with because, you know, when you're in the public eye and when you're um, just naturally things are out there about you, sometimes you don't have control over that. So I just, I felt like it was kind of cool for me to let people in on like how the brand was was getting started and what were the struggles and what were the things that I looked forward to. And so I, I think that overall, it was just a, a great experience to, to kind of connect with them in a different way versus, you know, just very fashion style focused. And a lot of people, you know, have become Procti uh, followers and, and Procti supporters and you know, this brand really has a wide audience, which includes my audience. But um, for me, like the brand, I'm the inspiration of, you know, behind the brand. And it's kind of an extension of who I am, but it has its own, you know, personality and identity. And um, I love that because that's really what gives a brand that longevity and that ability to stand on its own. And I love that my personal career and my personal platforms can support Procti's, but, you know, Procti doesn't need it necessarily. Because you didn't end up totally stopping modeling. Is that right? You wound up continuing modeling. Yeah. So I, yes, everything. I mean, Things were progressing and, you know, I've been really fortunate to have an amazing career and work with incredible creatives and makeup artists and and stylists. And that's really helped me with the, like, just the creative parts of the brand as well. Like even just the look and the feel, the visuals, um, you know, during our photo shoots, I have, I have a little bit more experience in that area. So it's, it's helped me really refine where we're going. So I didn't stop modeling everything you know, everything has been wonderful. And I, I I do believe that it all feeds into each other. Yeah, no, totally. Um, And so tell me about sort of what it's been like developing, going from having one product to now a fuller line. So we had the idea for the first three products um, and they were 
pretty much done by the time we launched Pretty Polish. But we really wanted to allow space to talk about Ayurveda and our hybrid concept and just getting people to know about like who you are. It, it's, it takes much more time. And I think that refining that messaging with the first product was important to us. So that's why we had a cadence. We launched a new product every few months just to, you know, close out the first offering. And it's been really cool to see just how how quickly the products have been coming out. And now that we have six, I, I love the experience. I love hearing everyone's feedback. And so we launched with our Instant Glow Exfoliator, our Purifying Face Cleanser, and then our Pampering Moisture Treatment. Those were the first three. And we received so many messages and emails like, can you launch a moisturizer? Where are the moisturizing products? Like Because we didn't have our moisturizer or our serum. And I'd already been working on those products, but... It, it took me some time to get them where I needed them to be before, you know, putting them out on the market. And um, I think that feedback was really cool, too, because when people, you know, get hooked and they love one product, they want to use the full line. They want to, you know, round it out and and um, experience it all. So it it was exciting and it felt like a little bit of pressure, though, because I, you know, people wanted all this and I, I couldn't give it to them, um, you know, at that moment, but I wanted to. So um, we really tried to move quickly, as quickly as possible when getting the next couple products out. So we launched our serum in February of this year and our moisturizer in July and then our detox mask in um, October. So actually this month. Amazing. And the through line has sort of been introducing people to more and more Ayurvedic ingredients. Yeah. So it's it's the ingredients, but it's also, you know, making sure that people can have their full ritual, their full routine. So with the product formulas, we really focused on innovation and, you know, not only the combination of advanced actives and Ayurvedic ingredients, but through the processing, um, through the wellness focused aromas and really feeling like it's a true experience. And I, and I also get a lot of messages about how people love that it feels like you're in a spa, you know, with the um, aromas, with the textures, like the color transformations. And um, I think that the focus, the product focus has really just been making sure that we can provide, you know, better experiences. So for Puffy Pure, our warming detox mask, like it's the first clay mask that doesn't dry through the entire experience. We wanted to really redefine what detoxifying means. And I think that you know, my personal like history with detoxifying played a role here because I always had really uncomfortable experiences and my skin felt really dry and irritated and tight after I would use a detox mask. And so I wanted to create this like the complete opposite where it's nurturing, it's comforting. It has a warming sensation throughout the entire experience. It doesn't dry and it has this like push-pull technology. So it's like pushing moisture into your skin while it's pulling out impurities and pollutants. So that's just an example of, of where we see the product line going when it comes to innovation, but also, you know, just this, this concept that has really um, been our core and our guiding principle when we're looking at each of the products. Because, you know, there are a million detox masks out there. There are a million exfoliators out there. But it's really like, how can we not only differentiate, differentiate ourselves, but how can we put out products that people need, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I trust me, I think about the crowdedness of of the market all the time. And you mentioned, you know, obviously people are listening to this, um, the jar is like a beautiful round sort of vessel. Um, 
Tell people a little bit more about the color change element that you've referred to a couple times, because I think that is a point of difference as well. Yeah, so it actually, it, it is a white rice powder. And when you add some, uh, like a couple drops of water to it and mix it together, it changes into this beautiful amethyst. Like our, our signature color is, is that purple amethyst. And it's just this really fun surprise. And I love that it goes from the white. And so it's activated by the water. And when you put it on your face, it's just like a, a fun moment. And it happens, it's all natural. So there's no colorants or anything. It actually happens from the gardenia Florida extract. So that's what causes that to change. And I think what really got us to the color transformation point when we were thinking about, okay, so how can we make something that's like, I mean, it, I don't want it to, I don't want to say that like for it to go viral, but for it to really like hook someone, right? And then, so that was the like why behind it. And, you know, it's all natural and we're like, all right, well, if we can do it that way, why not? Why not give people something um, that really surprises them and makes them feel like happy and satisfied in the moment? No, I love, I mean, and honestly, it's a, it's a very real thing that brands are faced with nowadays of thinking about how to catch a customer's attention, um, whether it's through a viral social moment or something that, you know, looks different or feels different or smells different or whatever. Like, what have been some of the, you know, big moments for the brand since launch, whether it is like a viral moment or a launch that's taken off? Um, yeah, what's been what's been going on since that since that first product? Yeah, I mean, so many great milestones. We've won um, three awards and and also, you know, we've been nominated and we've been finalists for so many different awards. I think that that really has been an interesting, um, has been an interesting learning experience because you never really know like what, you know, what's going to capture people's attention. And you don't, you don't know if like, people are paying attention to that or if it's just the industry, you know, specific things that people like. So I think that's been very cool. And just as we've been putting out more products and we've been focusing on storytelling and really just being so, so focused on what we're trying to achieve with our products, you know, with our messaging, our focus on inclusivity and innovation and um, hearing and learning what our community has to say. So that's been really fun for us. And, you know, with each launch, like, we grow our community and we also receive more feedback about what they want, what they want to see next. And um, I mean, the business has grown in so many ways. Like we are now looking at our ambassador program. We're looking at, you know, two retailers for next year. And so it's been pretty cool to to kind of put all that together and, and kind of mark out what's happening next. Do you guys have an ambassador program now or that's something that's coming? So we've been working with a lot of different influencers and I love that, you know, they're across all age ranges, across all races. And, you know, it doesn't even matter if they're living here in the U.S. or, you know, if it's someone we love that lives in Canada or in the U.K. And um, it hasn't been an ambassador program as much as it's been just working with certain creators um, for a specific project and maybe a, a product launch. Um, but now we really do want to create more of a long-term partnership with our creators. And so I'm excited to, to see that through and really just build the relationships because at the end of the day, you do want, you do want these people that 
love the brand that truly that truly want the experience and can support you through and through. What's the bestseller now? Is it still the exfoliator? So it's between the exfoliator and our serum, and Pavi Pure is uh, is getting up there, and it you know just launched this month. So um, I think the Davy Detox and the Maha Mask they're beautiful products, and I think people tend to go when these products are included, they tend to buy our sets, like our Rani Ritual set or our Daily Trio, like Naya Necessity set. So that way they can actually have the routine. What did you guys do to sort of get the word out about the new mask? So we had, I mean, we launched it on social, on TikTok and on Instagram, you know, with lots of interviews talking about just the, the differentiating points of the product and, and what makes it so unique. And this product has taken a long time to get perfect because, you know, it's it's new technology and it's not something that people necessarily expect, again, when it comes to detoxifying and a clay mask. And so we really needed to focus on the educational elements of whether that's the ingredients or the application or what to expect when you're using it. Because if a mask starts heating up and you're not expecting that, it's like, oh, am I doing something wrong? Like, what, what is this? So it really just going into the education, the ingredients, um, the experience, like the wellness experience, like the nurturing aspect, being very clear about the positioning of the product and... Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm always I'm always putting out videos on social too, so that people can people can feel like they're learning from their friend, and and it's fun for them too. Like that's the point. Skincare is supposed to make you feel your best. It's it's um, a version of self care, and it fits into the holistic wellness system of that you can take in your life, like in your own personal use. You mentioned, you know, that you're an ambassador for Operation Smile. And the brand does some work with them as well, yes? Yes, so Operation Smile is also our give back partner. So I was very excited when we were able to make that happen because I've been working with Operation Smile since I was in eighth grade. So I started as a student volunteer doing everything from packaging supplies to, you know, opening mail and, you know, supporting at that level. And then I became their global ambassador in 2018 after I had built my career and I was able to use my voice and my platform to advocate for causes that I really believe in. And then when it was time to decide, um, you know, the give back commitments for Procti. So we have the Suman Saroj Initiative, which is our own give back commitment. And then we have Operation Smile. It just it felt like there was so much alignment that it was a natural partnership and it wasn't just something we had picked out of a hat. It really means a lot to me. And it and there's so many different causes that brands can support and they can align with. But it wasn't just about like a financial contribution. It was about also using the brand's platform to raise awareness for cleft conditions, um, to be able to have people understand, you know, what what a cleft condition is and and how people can support, whether that's volunteering or that's, um, you know, that's raising awareness on their own or a financial contribution. So we really do, um, you know, pride ourselves in, in this sort of area. And, and I and I really value that relationship. I love that the brand does that and did it from the outset, correct? Yes, yes. So from the outset. Because that's, I feel like, more rare. Like, you know, maybe brands will pick up a philanthropic initiative later, but to build it into the DNA of the brand is is unique and um, clearly was 
important to you. I did not realize that you had been involved with the organiza- organization from such a young age. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't something that we just decided to throw in there, you know, for for the halo effect. I think that a lot of brands do decide to partner with organizations a little bit later on and, and then maybe they realize the importance and that's wonderful. But I, I just feel that, you know, from the beginning, I mean, just even creating the different areas of Procti and what Procti means, I just knew like we had to have that give back um, commitment so refined from the beginning. And because we wanted to build it out, we wanted it to be more. And, you know, as we build as a brand, we want to be able to give back at a greater level and continue for it, continue um, to be meaningful. So we've discussed, you know, that you're still modeling and you're working on the brand. Um, What is a day in the life like for you nowadays? Because I have a feeling it's maybe a little different than your traditional brand founder. (laughs) I don't have a, like a routine. Some days I'm on set, some days I'm traveling for work or I have an event to attend. Um, I'm always doing my meetings. I mean, Procti is my number one. So, you know, I, that's, that's my priority. And I, and I've been very flexible with, you know, getting work done and taking meetings in airports and lunch breaks on set. Um, but I do feel that it's important for me to continue all of my passions and they really do support one another. So there's no set set routine. I mean, sometimes I usually get up around like 6, 6.30 and try to get in work before I have to be anywhere else. But sometimes I'm just at home and I'm doing a bunch of Zoom meetings in my robe or my sweats. And I love those days because when you're on set or when you're, you know, getting glammed all the time, it, it does feel nice to, to work from home. And um, I also like the, I like that things are ever changing. I think that's just like a part of, it's been a part of my life for so long. Like when I first started, you know, when I was in school and, you know, I was coming back from Paris to take a econometrics exam. And um, that's just something that I really had to learn to balance and manage. And that's helped me a lot. You know, as a founder, you're wearing so many hats and you have to be able to move pretty quickly. So just having that background and then, you know, even working at an investment firm, working, um, on their direct deals team and just like understanding like what founders when did you through. do that <laughs> so yeah so when i i ha- almost had a very traditional path as far as you know going to school you know i studied financial economics i i felt that i would probably go into investment banking like that was what everyone was doing and um at the end of the day that didn't feel really true to like who i am and you know i i think that working at an investment firm allowed me to gain so many valuable experiences and understand like, you know, how, like how founders start brands and, and what it takes and just working, whether it was in micro mobility or a hair care company that gave me like really great insight. Um, and I did an internship for six months. And so that was very interesting for me. That was before I'd even had the idea for Procti or, or thought maybe let me do some research and see if this is, um, this is something I can really do. So yeah, I was, that was also when I was in school. So, you know, I was working at the firm, I was modeling, I was, you know, building Procti and the concept and, uh, always juggling many, many things. Yeah, no, sometimes I forget that like, most people were able to do cool things like that during college because I went to school in rural Ohio. So like the summer was my <laughs> my only opportunity to do anything really, really fun like that. Um, 
you know, we've we've touched on, you know, building a, a brand with Ayurveda, but why was it important to you that sort of American consumers and especially those who maybe don't know anything about Ayurveda be introduced to it? I just feel that accessibility to this amazing holistic wellness system, it's proven, it's been around for thousands of years, was super important for everyone to have access to. And that's really because we need to improve overall health and well-being. You know, we need to see beauty in a broader sense where, you know, you're feeling your best. You're doing meditation, breathing, a Bianca face massage when you're doing your skincare. And that can help you, you know, perform your best. That can help you in so many areas, you know, whether that's confidence, whether that's like, you know, being connected to your own, you know, to your own passions, to your own um, dreams. And I think that was the main thing. It's to improve overall health and well-being. And that was number one. And then also Ayurveda and Indian culture and just the openness and the excitement that we've seen over the last few years has been amazing. But that wasn't necessarily there when I was first starting the brand. And a lot of people, even when I was talking to a few firms, when I was fundraising, like it was just interesting because a lot of people said, like, you won't be able to do this. It's such a foreign concept. Um, you know, even the educational process of, of talking about these ingredients that um, were not mainstream. And also even in the product development process, like these are not ingredients that labs have just like on hand. You have to buy them up front and in bulk. And even if you're not using that quant, that, that like much of that, like you still have to have it, um, you know, for replenishment. And so, yeah, it it was challenging at first. And, you know, we definitely heard a lot of no's and, and there was like a sense of like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is going to be a little challenging, but it almost made me more excited to do it because I knew that it was something that people needed. And so that that's really what set a fire under me. <laughs> and you did end up successfully fundraising. Yes, yes. So we did. And, you know, I personally funded the company in the beginning because I think that it's important to have skin in the game to, you know, for people to know that you are fully committed. And um, yeah, that goes a long way too when you're having discussions, whether it's with private investors or VCs, that um, level of commitment. That's, yeah. Had you ever done had you ever fundraised before? No, right? No, no, I had not. And I think, you know, looking back, I I felt I felt very much like out of my element. And I think that, you know, studying finance, like getting a good understanding of what things are like working at the firm helped me understand various areas of the business that I I don't think I would have had a lot of experience in. And so you know, in these conversations, I was able to speak to a lot of the topics and, and that was helpful to me. But, you know, sometimes you do feel like a fish out of water. And, you know, when you have an hour to let people know who you are and what you stand for, and then why this brand is important, disruptive, different, like, it's just, you know, it, it feels like a lot of pressure. But once you take the pressure off, because you know what you're doing is is beautiful and meaningful and something that people really need. I think that's what helps in those discussions. I love that. Um, I, you know, you mentioned um, going in, potentially going into retailers next year. But before we really wrap up, I'd love to hear just a little bit about what people can expect from the brand, what they should look out for for the brand, anything that you can tell us. 
Yeah, so we are going to be launching into a new category next year, and we will be in stores next year. And I'm very excited about that because the brand needs to be experienced. And I think video content and social platforms and, you know, you can communicate um, very well, but I think just actually going, feeling the products, seeing them, smelling them, like there's just such a incredible piece of the puzzle. And um, I'm, I'm thrilled that we're going to do that. And so people will be able to run into stores and, and get Proc Amazing. Congratulations. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so happy. I love talking to you and I love seeing you. All the events, all the glossy events. I'm always there. Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. 